Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. James chapter number 1, verses 16 through 18. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. Amen and amen. If we just surveyed how far we've come in James so far, I would say that uh, the first few verses of James remind us that trials are necessary, and because they're necessary and useful, trials are good to help us grow. And then we might say what we were looking at last time together in James chapter number one and verse number 12, you remember it hinged uh, both parts of our last sessions, it hinged, blesses the man who remains steadfast under trial. So trials are going to come. They're a necessity, and God intends good with them, so they are good. And when they come, if we remain steadfast, in other words, if we respond rightly, if we stick with God, then um, we will understand that we don't have to give in to the weakness of the flesh, to the temptations of the enemy, that God can give us a way out, give us a path to follow him, and uh, we can see with the power and help of God that, uh, you know, that Chains and strongholds of sin can be constantly broken and increasingly diminished in our lives. Uh, not to say that we'll be sinless ever in this flesh because the flesh is so weak. But we can see the trials are going to come. We remain steadfast. And if we remain steadfast and stick near to the Lord, we can experience spiritual victory. Now we get this word. Don't be deceived. And so if you see like a don't, there's also somewhere a do. Likewise, in the scriptures, if you see a do this somewhere, there's a don't. Why? Because there's always the what we should pursue and what we should abstain from. And here, if you can see, don't be deceived. Uh, you could also read this to say, do remember. Okay. Why is this critical? All right. Because if in our last session we identified that there are inner desires and there's opportunities for inner desires to meet outer evil temptations, there's also opportunities for them to meet outer, um, outer, um, blessings. If there's opportunity for that, okay, then there's also opportunity for the enemy and the flesh to lie to us about what evil will produce, what those temptations will produce. So it says, don't be deceived. And I would say the counter to that is do, uh, do remember, do be reminded, you might say. Don't be deceived by the flesh. Don't be deceived by the enemy. Don't be deceived by temptation. Do remember the, the, the love of God, the goodness of God, the kindness of God, the nature of God. Don't be tricked. Now, if you sorta, if you sorta immediately thought of Adam and Eve in the garden, then your, your mind went right where mine did. And we could credit that to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Your mind went right where mine did. Okay. What happened there in the garden in Genesis chapter three? The Bible says, behold, 
The serpent was the most crafty being of the field. And he comes along and he begins to plant doubt. Aha! So it says, don't be deceived. We immediately think of that enemy who planted doubt. Now, if you back up, right, to verse number six in James chapter one, we remember it says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. Okay, so it's don't be deceived, do remember God. You, you see how that works in tandem? And I want to tell you, when hard times hit, when we're under pressure, that's when we're most likely to fall victim to the wiles of the enemy, the weakness of the flesh, the ways of the world. Don't be deceived, my beloved brothers. Don't be tricked into thinking that there's some shortcut to the goodness of God or that there's something better than the goodness of God. There is absolutely nothing better than the goodness of God. Somebody ought to say amen. So James James says, under the direction of the Holy Spirit, don't y'all be tricked, my paraphrase. Do not be deceived. Don't be as Adam was in the garden. Don't be as Eve was in the garden. Don't fall for the wiles of the enemy. He is subtle. He is tricky. He is wily. He's roaming around seeking whom he may devour. So there's a negative. Don't be deceived. Don't start thinking there are shortcuts to the good things of God. Just don't. But do remember the goodness of God, the nature of God, the character of God, the promises of God. Remember, remember, don't be tricked. Do remember God. You know, do not be deceived. Do be enlightened. Right? So he says, uh, get it. You know, don't miss this. Uh, don't miss this. So every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. Isn't that interesting? Coming down from the Father of lights. So don't be deceived in the darkness of difficult days, but do remember the goodness of God and do remember that he will enlighten us to what is good. He will enlighten us to himself. I, 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 think, I think we can say, you know, um, that the previous verses could teach us whenever we sin, whenever we sin, we only have ourselves to blame. Uh, verses 15, definitely 14 and 15 teach us that. And then 17 is like, conversely, uh, whenever there's any good thing, it comes from God. Whenever there is bad, whenever there's evil, it doesn't come from God. Whenever there's good, it does come from God. Whenever there's a good gift, the good gift comes from God. Whenever there is a bad, you know, bad baby that is birthed from, from, from desire and, and evil temptation getting together, that's, that's your fault. That's our fault. We only have ourselves to blame. It's my fault. I don't want to seem like I'm just you know, pointing a finger at people. It's it's my fault. Whenever there's sin, it's us. Can't blame God for that. But whenever there is good, we don't get credit. It's God's. Now, he may use someone to do a good thing, but the good gift came down from God through them. All right? Do you guys, um, you know, it's always dangerous when I break out singing, but I, I absolutely love to sing the, the, doc, the, the doxology, right? Uh you know what it says, praise God from whom all blessings flow, praise him all creatures here below, 
Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. How does the doxology start out? Praise God. Praise God from whom, how many? All blessings flow. If there's bad, it comes at the hand of mankind. If there's good, it comes at the hand of God. Now, thank God it doesn't work like this. But years ago, someone gave me an illustration that just stuck with me. They said, imagine if you only had tomorrow the things you thanked God for today. Or if you only had today uh, the things you thanked God for yesterday. What would you have today? Or you know, what would you have tomorrow? Um, and if everything good comes from God, amen, when's the last time we thanked God for it? Uh, at, you know, thank God he, he doesn't work with our capricious behavior. I mean, you know, only through our capricious uh, behavior and our capricious sense of gratitude. Thank God that he isn't, um, he just, you know, he doesn't float around with every whim like we do. Thank God for that. Um, every good gift comes down from the Father of Lights. And uh, one of the greatest gifts of the Father of Light is to see when there's deception afoot. Do not be deceived. Do be reminded. Don't, 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 don't get tripped up and, and start to think that if there's something good, you produced it. If it's good, it came from God. Praise God for it. Which reminds me that a lot of times we need help in identifying what is even good. Remember the guy walks up to Jesus, he says, good teacher, and Jesus says, uh, why do you call me good? Um, do you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot of things there, it's packed, but um, part of it is, do you even know what good is? Or do you know who you're talking to? Um, God is good. And I have a friend, Billy Summers, I just love him to pieces, and and I'm I'm notorious. I'll I'll end the the services in our local church. I'll say God is good, and the people say all the time, and I say all the time God is, and and, and uh, they say God is good, right? I love to do that. I love it. And I have this friend. I'll say it to him. I mean, I say it to a lot of people. God is good, and uh, he'll say God is great. He doesn't say no as is as if he's saying no. God is not good. He wants to amplify, and uh, and, and so yeah, I can say God is great. Um, it just, I don't know, years ago, just, um, God is good became, uh, one of my sayings and praise God. And I love to ponder the goodness of God. I love to celebrate the goodness of God. If you want to work on a, on a spirit that may be trapped a bit in the blues, begin to praise God. And if you feel like you have nothing to praise God for, then, then brother, sister, friend, um, you have gotten away from the miraculous nature of your own salvation. Because if you got nothing else, if you have nothing else, you have the miracle that you were born dead in your trespasses and sins, that he has made you alive together with Christ. We, every believer, at least, which feels funny to say this, at least has the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost to be thankful for. To praise God for, but I like to I like to find reasons to praise God. It's good for you, 
it makes a merriment in your soul. And so the apostle James says, don't be tricked. Don't be fooled. Don't be deceived. But do remember, don't ever think that bad came from God. It came from you and other sinners like you. And don't ever think that good came from you because all good comes from God. Don't miss out on this. So if there's something good, you're, you're being, you're, you're being blessed by God. And if there's something bad, we know the flesh, the world, and the enemies at work. I, I, I wrote an acrostic one time on my toolbox when I used to work out at the power plant. And the acrostic was F-E-W, the flesh, the enemy, and the world. And I, and I would say every day, Lord, as I'm about to embark on doing my job, there are quite a few things after me. My own flesh, the enemy of God, and this broken world. There's a few things after me. Don't, don't be deceived into thinking that God is to blame for any bad. Don't be deceived into thinking that we're to credit for any good. Do remember that our flesh is broken and we need the help of God. Do remember that good gifts come from God and praise God for his goodness. Lastly, lastly, if we look at verse 18, let me read it again. It, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. As the apostle James turns to, turns to praising God and thanking God for his goodness, he naturally, I believe, naturally turns toward the, the, the miracle of, of divine birth. If you go to John chapter three, the Lord Jesus is talking to a guy named Nicodemus and he says to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Some translations will say you must be born from above. Um, it's a, it's a cool phrase. I won't say it's difficult to illustrate. It's difficult to put into uh, fleshly terms in, in most any language, but it's really about the divine birth and the divine birth did not start with man. We do not produce the divine birth. We we are dead. We are born dead in trespasses and sins. We do not produce the divine birth. We do not produce the divine life. It starts with God. The best good gift is that salvation, and it comes down from the Father of lights, and of his own will, he brought us forth. And, and that phrase uh, here in the, in the English Standard Version, brought us forth, it, it, you know, it literally means to give birth. He birthed us. He birthed us. And what does he birth? He doesn't birth a new and improved us. He births a new life. I was listening to John MacArthur on, um, on the Lingonier podcast, on R.C. Sproul's podcast the other day, and, and he was using some shocking language. I thought it was beautiful, but it was shocking. It says a lot of believers think God wants to give them a better version of them. He says, no, he wants that version of you dead. He wants the old you dead. He wants to give you a whole new life, a whole new you. And he was using really shocking language, but it's true. All good gifts come down from the father of lights. And what is this gift of his own will? He brought us forth by the word of truth. He gave us a new life. Imagine how radical it was to a teacher of Israel like Nicodemus when Jesus says to him in John chapter three, you must be born again. See, some of us want to put Jesus on our life uh, like he's uh, some kind of a mealtime condiment. Well, James just destroys any notion of that, as do many biblical writers. Uh, the apostle John, 
um, there in the passage mentioned from John chapter three. Don't, don't, you know, saying, don't be deceived. If there's a good gift, it comes down from the father of lights who of his own free will gave us the best good gift, new life. He gave it to us. And I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what, that excites me because I, I feel like the apostle Paul felt in Romans seven when he says, I, I know the good that I ought to do and I don't do it. I know the, know the, I know the evil I ought not do and I seem to pursue it. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Oh, see, you know, evil desire matches with temptation. They birth sin. And sin grows up to death, separation from God. I'm born dead in my trespasses and sin, and I run a production factory of sin. And 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 in steps the Father of good life, uh, of good gifts, the Father of life, light, who brings forth good gifts and gives me a new life that that uh, has the 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 power and capacity to stop producing death and to receive more and more of the living waters that gives life. Wow. It gets me excited, guys. I don't even want to be the old me. Some folks never want to be the new person that God wants them to be. I don't want to. I, I don't want to be the old me. I don't even want to be the me I was yesterday. Somebody ought to said Amen. I don't even want to be the me I was 15 minutes ago, and I definitely don't want to devolve. I don't want to become even less of the me that was me. I want to become more like Jesus. I was in the army and I always liked this. And my, John MacArthur pointed it out in the Lingonier podcast. Um, you know, the army would say, be all you can be. I really liked that because I didn't feel like much. And I was like, wow, thank you, army. I need to be more. But um, he pointed out, I was like, you know, that's not what God wants you to do. It's not be all you can be. It's be all Christ can be in you, you know. And um, in these tough times, you start to say, why is all this happening? Okay, review in closing. Why is it happening? Because trials, 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 we're told to, to count it joy when we're going through trials because they test our faith and they, our faith and, the, and it produces steadfastness. And when we remain steadfast under trial and we don't blame God for the, the evil, but we do credit God for the good, we understand that what God's doing is giving us a new life. And that, beloved friends, is hyper exciting. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bose is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Mm-hmm.